0: What the hell are we going to do now? we got to show these guys I finally met their match. Hey, Pepin! I'm hearing you, Bonnie. I see you got Johnny Crawford down there with you. Yeah, we got a whole lot of... Oh, oh my God! Damn! Hey, Peppin! Johnny Crawford ain't with you anymore. <laughs> Bastard. It's funny because you almost think the film industry itself in a whole started with the Western. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you had the silent Westerns. John Wayne started with the silent western, stagecoach, and you He had all these masks. The John Ford Westerns going. and stuff. John Ford and uh, Sam Peckinpah, the Wild Bunch and Bush Cassidy and uh, how the West Leo was won. I'm
1: sorry, now the name right, Sergio Leone. <laughs> yeah, the Man with No Name
0: trilogy. And there, there are a dime a dozen. Jimmy Stewart, Henry Fonda, Jack Palance, uh, John Wayne. James uh, you know, it's you, you had all these names, that were household names, and they all did Westerns.
1: Yes. Then the 70s came, and they died. Look, I mean, Westerns you, were huge. I mean, even my mum and my, my grandparents and stuff... Um, they would have went to the when my mom was really young in the nineteen fifties. The um, her, her father, my granda, would have taken her to the cinema three times a week. Cause you have to remember back then people didn't have televisions, so cinemas were even bigger, and they would have went to the cinema about three times a week to mostly watch westerns, westerns, and there was western early western television series, and yeah, westerns, westerns have been around since the west.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you had western serials, you had like the Lone Ranger. And when I say serials, I don't mean the, the serial serial. Mm-hmm. I meant cliffhangers. Yeah. Champ- uh, the Ch- play before the Do film. Do you remember Champion like, the yeah. Wonder Horse? No. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I missed Yeah, it was that before
1: one. my time, but whenever I was a kid, they used to show repeats of it. And that was, you know, Western-esque. Bonanza, I remember it as well. Yeah, but then, well, it was, uh, TV was big. Yeah. Uh, but when the 70s hit,
0: it disappeared. Yeah. You had more pretty cop dramas like Dirty Harry, The French Connection. Yeah. Uh, war films and stuff like that, or you know, the mentality. Well, sixties, the mentality changed. It was bit. more gritty, sort of almost. Yeah, um, even horror. We talked. We yeah, we talked about that with the elevation of horror with The
1: Exorcist, mm-hmm. um, and Texas Chainsaw, Last House on the Left, The Omen. Things got more more raw. Yeah, well, The Omen was uh, more of a clip. sort of big budget mainstream horror film, but yeah, it was very much in keeping with the seventies. You know that sort of trend.
0: Yeah, but you still had Clint, you know, Heights Plains Drifter, the outlaw, Josie Wales. He kind of kept it there, but that was it. Um, I think all fairness, thanks to Clint with Pale Rider. Then he had Silverado, and he had, obviously, the one we're going to talk about today, Young Guns. Yes. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. This is Kieran, the host of Citizen Frame. Joining me with the other host today is Trevor. As always, excellent to be here. Today, we're going to talk a Western, a lost genre. I, I actually believe.
1: Now you do. Westerns always—they they never truly go away. They always, you know, um, they'll maybe die out for a bit, then they'll, 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 always return. And there's been quite a few in, in recent years. You know, they're, they're, you could argue there will be blood as a western, the Daniel Day Lewis film. Um, oh, don't, don't, don't talk about that. Piece <laughs> no, of shit. No, I love it. Don't, don't. No, you and I are just gonna go. <laughs> okay.
0: Now, but. The Western pretty much died with me with Unforgiven. Yes, kind of, Clint just, you Clint know, And
1: that was Clint swan song to the Western. So, and What then was a kind of had... one. the song we had? It's brilliant. Um, Gene Hackman and also in a Charmstone. Stone. the Quick, the and, the Quick Dead. and the Dead, the yes. The Dead. I have yeah, it on DVD. That's it's, it's excellent.
0: But you, you had these small peppered ones. I think uh, Kevin Costner kind of brought it back. He did Dance with Wolves. And then he yes. uh, kind of uh, did, uh, what was it? Oh, it was a really good one. Uh, Brain Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, open Range. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of come back. You see, the Western's the West is really popular on TV. Like Yellowstone would be more of a modern Western. That's really popular of Kevin Costner. Uh, but you do have these. It seems to do well on TV. But long story short, it used to—it's just been the most popular thing in cinema, and it just died.
1: Yeah, although it, can't, it, can't, it's still—you know—the it, Westerns never truly went away. But they've certainly, um, they're, they're certainly. I don't think they'll ever be you know as as big as they were and say. You know, 1930s, 40s, and 50s. It's unfortunate because I just
0: watched The Magnificent Seven. Yeah.
1: Another classic. The remake with. Um, oh, the remake with, you watched? Uh, the remake with Dead Washington. It's fucking brilliant. I, I love the remake. Uh, so good. Do you remember a great do you remember the TV show of The Magnificent Seven back in the 90s, I think? Oh, God. That sounds bad. Yeah. It was, it was very <laughs> 90s, let's just say. Yeah.
0: It's almost like when, once we lost Lee Van Cleef and Yul Brenner and all these guys, <laughs> James, yeah, what's, what's his name, uh, Charles Bronson, it kind of the Western who died with them. Um, um, another, well, yeah, in the '90s, you just sort of another good one, Tombstone. Oh, that's my that's part that that and Wired Earp came around but at the same yes. time again. Kevin Costner, yeah, Tombstone. We'll definitely probably tackle that one when we dive more into Kurt Russell down mm-hmm. the road. But uh, tell you right now, it was underrated. The person who should have got the Oscar that year was definitely Val Kilmer. Yeah, to play Doc, Doc Holliday, brilliant, incredible performance. And Michael Biehn was even really yeah. good. It's a great cast. We're here to talk uh, about Young Guns. That was a long introduction, <laughs> but I thought I I do think we need to talk about that because a lot of people who do listen to this podcast might might be a younger crowd and they just don't realize how great the Westerns were. And hopefully, we we'll are the cornerstone of
1: American cinema.
0: Yeah, when when we talk when we talk about uh, young guns, maybe people go watch it, and you know, and then we, and then maybe bring you know go watch Silverado after this. Go watch Unforgiven, Pale Rider. And Sergio Leone, was as you well,
1: want. you know the Mamma No Name trilogy, and also yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West, also made by Sergio Leone. Um, they're they're all you know. I I I would more be more of a fan of those types of westerns. You know the sort of spaghetti westerns as they're known. Yeah. Uh, but today we're talking about something a little different we're talking the brat pack yes
0: <laughs> meets the western uh I'm okay with that so far but um, 1988 young guns a, a little modest box office hit cost 13 million to make made about 35 million uh did well even got a sequel uh, we're not here to talk about the sequel thank God because it's horrible yeah well, I thought it was all right uh, but yeah sure but... we'll get to it near the end here but this was directed by Christopher Kane. He's actually he kind had a couple of glimpses of hope, but he kinda of fell fall flat after young guys. He directed the next uh, karate kid. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was talking about. Falling <laughs> flat. And well his son is Dean Kane. I didn't know that. Right? Superman, yeah. Uh okay, let's talk about it. let's let's look, let's 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 see what this, let's talk about what this movie got right. And its cast is brilliant. Lou Diamond Phillips, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, the great Terrence Stamp, the great Jack Palance, Terry O'Quinn, Dermot Mulroney, Casey Samascu. fucking great. It is cast. a great cast. Yeah, I agree. Um, these guys, just what they went all. Out. A lot of them were good friends. Obviously, you know Charlie Sheen is Emilio's. And
1: brother. that comes off, you know, w- w- during the film. You know, you realize that these guys are, you know, real mates type thing.
0: Yeah, and and that's what works for it. Uh, I know Kiefer, D- Lou Diamond's, Lou Diamond's more of the rookie in this group. He just did the Bamba, yes, uh, which was a credible performance. And this this is kind of is is a sophomore out Kiefer is only twenty one. Kiefer was the youngest. You know, Kiefer was only like
1: eighteen when he did Lost Boys, and before that, yeah, he, he also did, of course, Stand by Me as well. Like they came out the same well, time. Yeah, around the, the same, same time. Team. Yeah. But when you look at that
0: lineup, just from the 80s alone, I mean, you had... These guys were all in. Not all in, but they did. The Outsiders, Lost Boys, Stand By Me, Platoon, Wall Street. I mean, the list was It was on, a great era, Obama and they were very much... I mean, if you
1: grew up in the 80s like we did, um, it was a great era for those types of fun films like Young Guns, The Lost Boys and stuff. And, you know, we had that sort of brat pack there to sort of guide us through it. So, yeah... Th- th- that'll always be very special to me. That sort of yeah. era of films. It uh, it's
0: it's a fun film uh, because what it does what it does is that it takes actual stories from the West and the characters: uh, Chavez, Billy, Dick, Doc, Tunstall, Murphy, Alex, Dirty Steve, and Charlie. They're all real, based on yeah. The characters. Lincoln County
1: War, which the film's based on, was it's based on real events. Although uh, it does play a little bit loose and fast with. Of yeah, course. it's a, you know, dramatic license, as they say. Yes, of course, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'll go with
0: it, but I do have some problems with the film, seeing this through the podcast eyes. Uh, Can I just uh, say, before just we start it?
1: off, uh, Right, um, mm-hmm. my mates, who obviously know me well and I grew up with, um, will know that I was obsessed with this film as a kid. I watched it repeatedly, I was always quoting it. I wanted to be fucking Billy the Kid, and I wanted them to be my regulator's, I was fucking obsessed with this film. Uh, I loved the sequel as well as a kid, I have to admit. And, yeah, so... <laughs> so this is... It, it was de- it's definitely... I've re- revisited it a few times as an adult. Cool. And to watch it through the podcast, uh, yes, I I do have some issues with it from a critical point of view. But we'll come to those. There's a man called Tunstall,
0: uh, John Tunstall. And he is a man who takes kind of... Uh... Bad eggs, or orphan boys, or it sounds kind of bad when I say it that yeah, way. Yeah, he takes them in. But he takes bad eggs, and he, and he makes them regulators. And the regulators did exist. What the regulators were, where they were uh, they were the ones who kind of protected the the, 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 the cows yes. and the cattle. The beef. had cattle. they were, they were, they were cattle rustlers with guns. Yeah. Tonstal. Yeah. And then he's got the competitor played by the over-the-top, Jack Palance. Mm. Who harms it up. He big plays camp. the Irish bad guy. The Irish is the bad guy in this mm. one. <laughs> Murphy.
1: His accent was all right. Jack Plante had the Irish accent going there. <laughs> yeah, it's basically although you know I think in reality you know sort of and you're know, obviously it's depicted in this film. I think the, the the Lincoln County War was very much fueled at least in part by the the, the sort of age old sort of um, English Irish rivalry.
0: Yeah, I mean that kind of that does kind of play into it a bit. I'm a big fan of getting the characters introduced and then moving on. Yep. This one does it in 15 minutes.
1: It's, it's, it's a it's a very yeah it's a very polished opening you know very well written opening you know because you get to yeah, know the characters you get to it's introduced to them and it's all weaved well within the opening
0: well it's when you say weave well it's the dinner scene yes where he's teaching them a read how he's teaching them manners and there's this great line where il the west of us is very good in it where he goes uh they're making fun of him and dirty uh 30 Steve goes, oh listen man, we're just hacking on you. And he goes, so I heard you killed a man. What did what, he do to you? He goes, he was hacking on me. And 30, <laughs> Steve Stevens, good fun banter, and the, like, fi- <laughs> and the whole, film does that. And then you see Terrence Stamp, kind of sticker. Yeah, he smiles, uh, smiles like, okay, good one. Uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice way of meeting the team. You find out that Richard Dick, uh, Dick Richard, whatever you want to call him played by Charlie Sheen. He's the more grounded yeah, he's one. he's the big brother. Christian one. He's the big, yeah, he's the big brother of the group. Got Doc, who's more practical. Yeah, he, he, he's, well, he's like the like
1: creative sort of romantic type. Poet. poet. Even though he plagiarizes Edgar Allan Poe on it.
0: He <laughs> got Chavez, who's the, obviously the uh, Native American. And then he got the other two, which you know who's not going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> the more comedic <laughs> characters. Yeah, Charlie and, uh, well, Dermot Moroni. He's got, he had a very good career, yes. uh, so he's done well for himself. They've all done pretty well for themselves. All these guys, yeah. And, but we we find out that Murphy is blaming Tunzel for stealing his cattle, which he's not doing it. But the only reason he uh, Murphy is blaming Tunzel for stealing his cattle is because he wants uh, Tunzel gone because he's his competitor. What happens is that he's gunned down. Tunzel's gunned down by Murphy's men. I don't know. I I would I would have liked to have seen his death be of more emotional power yeah it just seemed it, it was he stands up and they blow him away and they're right
1: there I just thought it would have been better if it was more of a quiet assassination it worked no I thought it worked very well um, to be honest uh, okay yeah, and especially whenever you see uh, Billy you know turning around and sort of watching it all happen uh, coupled with the score and the, you know I, no, I, I it worked well for me still does
0: Okay. No, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad scene, but I thought to get more emotion out of it, I would like to have... I think it would have been better if it was just Billy who witnessed it. Yeah, that would have worked. Um, it would have worked better because you have a whole bunch of gunmen and Billy's witnessed that... It would be better if it was just Billy because Billy couldn't take all his guys down. So it would have been better if it was just one gunman
1: notice watches tonsil to get it. And Billy, or maybe um, Billy has regrets that he couldn't have done... Could have saved John Tunstall or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. And
0: they could play there's some doubt, taking the word of Billy, what he saw. You know what I mean? Yes. Over Murphy's men because of Billy's past. Uh, so that would have been a nice way to go. But you're right, the
1: scene all oh, to get to where it needs to go, it works fine. It's a very violent thing. It is, especially the stuff where they find out that one of the regulators, McCloskey, is a traitor. Oh, by the way, that was horrible. It, I knew right away. He's, I mean, when I, I remember seeing the film in the theater, I was like, he, "Yeah, he's a bad well, guy." Well, the, the poster gives it away because the poster doesn't have him on it, so you know he's either going to get killed well, he early. Comes in late. But straight away, he you, comes know, in you, late. you know, he's sus. Yeah,
0: he's I, a fucking dodgy bastard. I think it served a purpose to where we knew he was bad. We are just going to see how when Billy found out he was <laughs> bad. Um, I do like the fact when they when they decide to deportize him. That's by Alex decides to depotize him. Alex is a nice character. He's actually a real true character. He's a lawyer. Yes, Alex McSwing um, was the John Tunstall's lawyer. And he deputizes these these, ki- these kids to go after and serve warrants to the culprits yeah, who gunned down Tunstall. It is funny when Richard Charles Sheen tells Billy, all right, you go serve him first. <laughs> so he goes to the bar and he just blows him away when he's taking a piss. Yeah.
1: But Richard, Richard com- um, Dick was uh, very s- sort of sly in that scene because it, that's a fucking rough bar, a dodgy bar, and it's, he knew fine rightly that um, there was going to be shit and there was probably going to be a shootout, and he sent Billy in there on his own. There, there was a touch of hardness and sort of a slyness about um, Dick. Um, no, I, I don't think he did he sent- it because of that. I think he
0: did it because Billy was all talk, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's like, all right, Show your shit, and he wasn't wrong. Now, I I, I think he
1: did it just to to test him. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to harm him. No, I think, but but I think he he was happy to sacrifice Billy before the rest of them. He didn't like Billy from the off. Oh, I knew that, but I do think he was more of a test. But
0: obviously, he he caused. I mean, it's 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 kind of Richard's fault for sending him in because he knew what Billy was going to do at the most for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it was all right it was well, a fun at this point, you don't
1: think he knew that they... Billy was like a proper psycho? uh I don't no I would say he would, but maybe not as he didn't know how, how psychotic he was. If you know what I mean? Well, now he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah,
0: and then we find out the two traders when he's when he's going after the. This was a tense scene. I like this scene. It still holds up. When they get the other two guys, they're already in trouble for killing the one guy by Billy because they're not supposed to kill these guys. They decide we're bringing these two men in. We're not killing them, Billy. We're bringing them in, and they're all cool. They're all good with that. Yes. But then he finds out uh, that Billy McCluskey's trying to. Let's bring him to this town where they're. Obviously, he's trying to lead them in a different path. That's where Billy finds out, wait a minute. Because he looked, like winked, or he looked at one of the other now, I have
1: watched that this film multiple times, but yeah. no, and I have closely inspected it, but at no point. Does um, McCluskey actually wink, or actually sort of um, say, you know, like give a signal to the, the 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 Murphy guys? However, I looked at it. He
0: does look over, like he's talking to Billy, and then he tweaks his head over and he mm-hmm. looks at the the one of the prisoners.
1: That was a I tell. for for me. It was more Billy just knew that that, that he's whenever he said, Now nah, I think we should take, we should go up the river, or you know, head the other direction." I think that's when when Billy knew and. Um, the, the whole um, he was signaling was just an excuse because he knew McCluskey was a rat you know yeah
0: maybe maybe but Doc even saw it Doc even said yeah. well he's acting he's acting strange yeah. um, but it was yeah it was brutal he blows his oh, head right off his head and then, head then he just shoots right in the chest yeah <laughs> it was good death I like my death but because of the chaos they take their eyes off the two guys they were going to bring in and not kill him they end up having to kill
1: him, <laughs> him because they got their guns out yeah uh, of course By the way, was it, in the UK, whenever Young Guns was originally released, and on video as well, because of the violence, it was an 18th certificate, which is as high as it gets. Jesus, give me now, a minute. Back, back then, um, the the British Board of Film Classification were much more zealous towards, you know, this was just after the video nasty scare and all that there, so they were slapping 18 certificates on everything. So they were. But yeah, it was an 18 certificate.
0: What about the scene where you got the guy wasted? I think, to be honest with you,
1: but his name is Buckshot yes. Roberts, another real life character.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Brian Keith. He comes in and he's this big hound body hunter, and he goes, "I'll take all you. You know, Billy the kid's worth one fifty, and You guys are <laughs> all worth one ten. What the hell? It's worth. Let's it. dance." So they have this nice, <laughs> yeah, let's dance, and they have this shootout. But the whole point—he comes in, and then we lose Charlie Sheen. Yes. We lose Richard. And that,
1: that, that's that, that's very true to, very close to, the the real events because uh, that's actually how um, the character Richard in real life died. He was killed by Buckshot Roberts. Well, that's cool. See, they pepper in.
0: Yeah, they might tweak it a bit, but they do pepper in mm-hmm. who killed who and who did what. Uh, there's a nice scene though when they decide this guy's in a latrine and he's killing them from the latrine. They decide we can't fight this guy. <laughs> We've been shot. We're wounded. Let's get out of here. We'll get him later, whatever. Yes. There's a nice shot where Doc, they they ride off, and Kiefer, Doc, parks the horse, and he turns around, and you see Charlie Sheen's body just sitting there. Yeah. You kind of reflect on the moment a bit because the whole moment just happened. It's a very powerful scene, actually. Yeah, it's a nice scene because the audience still hasn't really adapted to the fact that you just killed their lead. Yes. Because at the time, Charlie Sheen was the get, he was a star.
1: You know, he, he was a leader of the, the regulators as
0: well. Exactly. And we talked about this with Jet Lee and Psycho and stuff like that when you kill off the lead. And he was hot from a uh, hot property, especially off of Wall Street. And of course, platoon, platoon yep. Uh, obviously, he was in there because of his brother, Emilio. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice little send off. But it was, yeah, it was kind of shitty shitty because he was the grounded one. He kept these guys grounded. And unfortunately
1: now Billy's going to take over. <laughs> and just and this before this very... scene, whenever they're sort of um, having some food in the tavern, um, Billy and Dick put guns on each other because um, Dick's saying grace, you know, it's after they've done the, um, you know, the magic mushroom scene with Chavez and they go to the spirit world. Yeah. And um, yeah. Dick's all, please God, please forgive us for, you know, adapting heathen religions and, you know, all this here. And Billy just wants to eat his food and they put the gun on each other, you know. Yeah, but I
0: there's tensions there, but I don't think there was ever, you know. Oh, no, it,
1: was a good, it was a good, it was a good, conflict. I mean, uh, what bothered me is that you have the setup character Buckshot Roberts. Yes, he never comes back in the film. Well, that's because they kill him in the toilet. or well, our, no, you don't. You, you don't see his body, but it's heavily suggested that whenever they're fleeing, you sort of, you, you sort of hear the uh, like a grunt, you know, uh, 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 and. It, no, 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 no. He does that because when they shoot him, no, in the I mean after he fakes it. Um, as they are fleeing, it, it's. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty convinced that um, after he fakes being injured, they actually do get him. Just I've never. Saw you know, it. you don't, you don't, you don't actually see a dead body or anything. But it, that's just what I took from it. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, that there should have been more closure there, because he doesn't come um, into it again.
1: So that that sort of backs yeah. up that he, he has been killed.
0: No, that's that's a push. that's a bad way out. And then, then make... the sort
1: of the the, the, the the then they become more obsessed with the other bounty hunter Kenny, or Charlie does anyway. Yeah. Which one's Kenny? There's so many fucking well, bounty well, well, hunters. Kenny, like you've the, got Kenny. I don't even think he has any dialogue. But you mean John yes. Kenny? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, the
1: Kenny gang. Yes. So you have Murphy's
0: men. And because they're gunning down all these people, the Murphy's men's after him. Those are the people that were, everyone's killed. after them uh, by the end. The the troops, the military, Army. and then you have the
1: Kinney the Kinney group is who you're talking. John, John Kinney. Kinney, yes. But there's and yeah, then there's also that Dick um, in the bar later on. You know who hands Billy his gone, and oh, that was nice. <laughs> that was fun when he goes up to him and these guys bragging, "I'm going to kill Billy the yeah, Kid." I hear he I, he I hear realize, whispers he whispers sad ballads, and Billy starts whistling. Uh, but Billy's taking the, yeah. the, the bullets out of his gun, you know. Distracting yes. him. And he shoots yeah. him. Uh, uh, it's a good scene. Because he's just an arrogant guy. Yeah, runner. he was another. Yeah, he, he's got the long hair and stuff with the big sort of mustache and stuff. And, you know, he's trying to impress the, the, the lady with him. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite a funny scene. Um, it is. A nice, nice little scene. And there's great. It's a great reaction shot there when he
0: kills the guy who was bragging he's going to kill Billy the kid. The guys, the table, who are left, you know, Doc, yes. Chavez, uh, Charlie, and Jeremy, they're just sitting there like, uh, oh, here he does it again. Yeah. They're just done with it. They're they like, what's gonna "Yeah, what's going to Yeah, this guy's dead. Yeah.
1: They're not even worried, dude. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're just,
0: no point. We're not going to stop him. He's going to do what he wants. Yeah. Uh, but what happens is, though, I do like how they, they get these guys to draw them out. They decide, they set out the
1: word that we're going to kill Alex and his wife. Well, that's Pat Garrett sets them up. Yeah, Pip played, played Pat by famously, supposedly. The son of yeah. John Wayne? Yeah, yeah,
0: and then poorly replaced by a different actor in the yeah, second uh, one. Yeah, and they
1: retcon the story as well from the first one. I mean, they stick close to the real... The second one is actually quite close to the real-life story, but it sort of retcons the first film a bit, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it, so... Um, but, yeah, so they go... Save Alex. So they have to go back into town, get into the house, get Alex and his wife out of there. They refuse to leave, which I think is kind of silly.
1: We're not leaving. Yeah. And Alex is a pacifist. He won't hold a gun. And he says, he's not well. I can't leave. I'll never <clears throat> make it to Mexico, you know.
0: Yeah, maybe he's dying. He just He Maybe who knows. But here's here's where it becomes, here's where the film kind of loses me a bit. And it should have because it's. I don't think I at the end. <laughs> Absolutely, not. I do enjoy it. Don't don't get me wrong. And I guess for this kind of film, I got to go with it because we talked about it's a Brad Pack <laughs> Western. So I do like the fact they set the house on fire. First of all, <laughs> there's the troops, Murphy's Men, Kid, uh, Kidney's group, and there's just surrounded. Yes. First and foremost, there's no way these guys are getting out of this. <laughs> it's impossible.
1: I, and again, this is actually. The, this shootout is based on you know real events. There was a big shootout. Yes, but there was actually. But there's probably a couple. There was people. actually thirty. I mean, no, there was actually thirty members, thirty regulators, um, of John Tunstall's sort of gang. Um, there was actually a, okay. That does that. Okay, that ups it yes.
0: This is three, four people. Yeah, uh,
1: obviously it's reduced uh, in the film, but there was actually the the, the real you know the, this scene in the real life um, Lincoln County War was there was about thirty men in Tunstall's gang and you know much more in murphy murphy's gang
0: yeah of, of course of course Which but you can't pay all those actors no to do yeah, that, but so, you to be you know the characters i'll go with it but i do like the when they 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 set the place on fire and they start throwing things out and
1: they throw out the, the box yeah uh, you know, the chest yeah.
0: and it out pops Billy. that
1: blew me away as a kid i've never seen it i, I love that scene <laughs>
0: I do love to see it. Yeah. And then all the other guys come on from the side and they start blowing everyone yeah. away because they're, they're, everything they shoot
1: at, they're going to hit. And Chavez hit. does a hand solo. Um, after you think he's, yeah. he's run off, he comes back, he, he, he returns with the horses. And um, Dirty Steve is, Chavez! <laughs> he's like Rocky, you know, Chavez, you come back! You know?
0: It's because he, he has a lot of chewing his yeah. mouth. and then he gets... <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. And this is where Charlie sadly gets it and Dirty Face gets mm-hmm. it. Did you notice... Tom Cruise gets it here. Yes, Charlie kills Tom Cruise with a shotgun, and they do it in slow mo. So if you look at it, you can see Tom Cruise getting yeah, his, I he was getting his chest a, blown up. You know, I know he was an extra in it. Yeah, yeah, he, guy with a big mustache, and they slow it down. Yes. in in the movie, so you can see it's Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. Uh, he happened to walk on the set, and he goes, "I love westerns." All right, let's shoot yeah. you. All right, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of neat little backstory, nice little. Uh, I thought it was. Tidbit. I thought
1: you know. I, for the, the, I think the real heart and soul of the film is actually the character of Charlie Um uh, In that you know he, he's oh because he of so, the virginity yeah but and, and also the marriage yeah, uh, and apparently um it was um apparently the original script um had do you remember do you know the scene where he visits a prostitute and he says he just wants yeah. to hold um he just, she just he, he just yeah, wants a to nice hold scene and apparently yeah. um there, there was actually um a scene at least written where he came out after spending time with her and it's revealed that the prostitute is actually his mother and yeah but it was, you know, cut for whatever reasons. But he then gets married to the Mexican girl in the village. So he does so it's there's a sort of tragedy, you know, and he he was always a bit of a coward, but then by the end of it he sort of grew his balls and he and he was always afraid of Kenny. And oh God, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. Kenny's mm-hmm. coming after us. Well we're gonna hang for sure, you know this here. Yeah. But um just as he's dying, he shoots Kenny dead. So it was a nice ending for him, but it, Charlie for me is the heart and soul of the, of the film. Well, partly the real life Charlie Birdry actually survived that shootout. Well, sort you sort the all did. Sort of dirty, yeah. Sort of so uh, dirty and, face. And um, Charlie Birdry actually died and you know the finale that's sort of um, done in Young Guns Two. You know, the, in reality, the finale of Young Guns Two. That's where Charlie Birdry died. I don't recommend Young Guns Two, so. I would have to I would have to watch it again. I, I loved it as a kid, but you know what? Good soundtrack, John Bon Jovi. I had the soundtrack as well.
0: Yeah, Blaze of Glory. It's, yeah. But I thought Christian Slater was annoying. He
1: he's kind of annoying anyway, to be honest. Uh well he's alright, but in this one he
0: was a good one. Oh the whole the whole point of Young Guns Two was just to kill off the coach Chavez and Doc yes. which they did and they just This is happening. Young Guns Three. Yes,
1: I know it is. And it's not called Young Guns Three, it's called It's not. Guns Three. No. It's not. It's called Alias <laughs> Billy the Kid Guns 3. Yes, yes, yes. I was just about to say. 50 that.
0: million budget, which is okay for a Western. Mm-hmm. And Chavez is back. I don't know how. And Kristen Slater. Yes. Well, I... and Emilio brought back the original writer from Young Guns.
1: It almost sounds like they're retconning too. Well, what the could do, I mean, they could bring Chavez back as some sort of spirit guide. Oh, that'd be stupid. If done right, <laughs> if handled no, correctly, no. and and Kristen Slater's character was beheaded. Although, although to be fair, uh, no, no, he he wasn't beheaded. It's he wasn't beheaded in the film, um, it, it, but he was eventually. Yeah, yeah, in real life, um, Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh was beheaded, and there's like a footnote at the end of Young Guns Two that says Dave Rudabaugh eventually escaped to Mexico, where he was beheaded, which yes, which really happened. So there's. A bit of time in between that they could play around with. Because he wasn't actually killed I, on screen. I, 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 Chavez you, can't and, have, you, you can't have that because they're older now. I, I don't know. It's Hollywood, you know. So there would be a bit of... It, I will say this. Emilio Esmez is a good director. He went on to do
0: direct more than he did act. Yeah. and he's, So he's good at that. So I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve. We'll see. It could be just rumours at this point. Yeah. But there is a budget. There is a location. It's in pre-production. It's in pre-production. So it's going somewhere. I wouldn't yeah. mind revisiting. Yeah, I, I think it would um, be fun.
1: It could, if, you know, it could, it, could, it could go one or two ways, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think they can't get away with bringing back, you know, um, Dave Rudaba, Um because, he, you know, they could maybe sort of have it in between, because it's not actually, or, or, or I'll have to watch Young Guns 2 again, it might give a date for when he was beheaded, but, um, who knows, it might use D-Agent, I, um, special effects, I, I don't know. Um, but, not nah, for 50 million. Yeah. Chavez, um, um, but see, in the second one, you don't actually see Chavez die. You just you see him just as he's about ah, to die.
0: I know. You see the
1: horse fly over. Yeah. You know he's he horse. The, the horse in the wind. It's heavily suggested that, he, that he's died, but it's not actually, you don't actually see him land there dead. Young Guns is a good film. It's 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 a flawed film. I have issues with it, especially when it comes
0: to killing, you know, some of the characters don't, don't come back. We just talked about, what's his name? Buckethead, whatever his name was.
1: <laughs> Which one? <laughs> what's
0: uh, Buckhead. Buckshot, Buckshot Roberts. Roberts. I felt you had Kenny, who you never really met. He was kind of in the in the background. Um, so, it just, uh, Jack Plant's poorly used in it. Barely in it. You have this, this side story. We already have the Charlie story, which you kind of talked about, and it does make sense. I kind of like it the way you told it. Uh, then you could have got rid of the whole China, uh, no disrespect, China, China girls. But you have this scene where Doc is trying to, uh, he falls instantly in love with his Chinese Chinese girl, and it's so stupid and pointless. It's yeah, it's really, yeah, he brings her flowers. It's just so bad. Mm-hmm. You, you could have cut all that out. Maybe focus more on the Charlie character. Give him a bigger, you know, part like you talked about. Um, I felt uh, there's a great, <laughs> There's a scene where Alex, the poor bastard who is sick, <laughs> refuses to leave his house. He's a pacifist. He walks out of the house after they all escape. And then well, they bullet him with
1: a Gatlin gun. When I I remember that scene. Me, uh, I, now as I'm saying, me it wasn't just me, but me and my mates loved it. But especially me. Yeah. The film. But see, back then that particular scene where Alex gets completely gunned down. I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. We pissed ourselves laughing every time. Um, it it does <laughs> You know, every time we watched it. here's what I here's what I don't get. This poor bastard gets gunned <laughs> down with a Gatlin gun.
0: Why the fuck did you have the Gatlin gun? With, yeah, why didn't they use with with up, well, you use it all? Yeah. Yeah, why, when the regulars are coming out, oh, look, he's in a chest. Use the Gatlin yeah. gun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, see, but you know what? It's still a good movie. It's good fun. Great soundtrack. You can't really fuck up a Western when it comes to the cinematography. Yeah. You know, New Mexico, it's Colorado, it's just gorgeous. The landscape and everything. I love Terrence Stamp. I wish he was in it more. I agree. Um, I think we should have gave a little more Terrence Stamp. Maybe more of a backstory for him. So we, we did feel more um, down when he got shot down. I also thought his execution could have been just with Billy maybe witnessing it. And get rid of the other ones. So it's, there's, so you're right where his guilty conscience, he needs to kill these men. Because it's the first time he could not do anything. Because he would have been gunned down himself if he tried. Yes. So maybe there's guilt. And this is why he's so after going after these men to kill them. Uh, it could be, you know, I just think that could have been a little more solid, uh, but in all fairness, it's great fun. I recommend Silverado over this. I recommend Pale Rider. It's my favorite 80. It's probably my favorite Western is Pale Rider, but it's a, it's a solid, solid little film guys. You know, if you haven't seen it, check it out.
1: Yeah. It's it, for me. It's, um, it's very much. It's like a Western for teenagers, like an mtv mtv does westerns um it was i my i i I fucking absolutely as i've said i absolutely loved this film as a kid watching it from adult more critical eyes it's still hugely entertaining but it is it has its flaws it's not perfect um it hasn't it's aged a bit as well maybe it's just because you know you know you know the gap between me loving it as a kid and me now as an adult Maybe that, that that's what's, you know happening with me because of because of it, but um, but can this? Sorry, <laughs> I'm not cool.
0: No, but no. I was going to, to, to say, can you really say a Western's aged? <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, but but I
1: mean, I mean even in terms of the, like you know execution and stuff and the, you know all that silly nonsense with Doc and the, and the China girl. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it just uh, and it does feel 80s. Despite it being obviously set in like eighteen seventy nine or whatever, or the eighteen the eighteen hundreds anyway, um, it, it it feels like it, it feels like a, a bunch of eighties um, sort of you know Hollywood stars time traveled back to the eighteen hundreds you know, um, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, hugely entertaining. It's it's a, it's a like a, a um it's Western light. It's you know Billy the Kid light. It's not particularly gritty although there is some great you know um, very violent scenes in it but it's greatly entertaining It will. young guns will always have a special place in my heart
0: yeah and they and there and, and, and as well i saw in the theater i really loved it as a kid and you know i enjoy it i would never tell people not to see it uh, a lot of people don't like westerns because they think they're slow and they don't really get the characters well i'll tell you what you would get into this one because it's fast paced yes. it doesn't stop and sometimes that can hurt it with the character development, but it works for the most part. Yeah. So,
1: there we go. <laughs> I never did my gunshot. You I'll make you famous. Oh, no, that was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, all right, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, that was a fun one. I uh, like revisiting my 80s. We do a lot of 80s. Uh, we're we'll coming up with an 80s one pretty soon here. Uh, I'll, I'll cut Yeah, that yeah, right, because that's a, be... I'll do Red Dawn first. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, uh the new issue of Phantasm Goria is out as of now, available on Amazon, locally forbidden planets. And anything I'm missing on that one? No, Trevor? no, that's
1: all good. Yep, yep. The, the latest issue, issue, number 20, um, as you say, out on Amazon and also available from Forbidden Planet in Belfast. They- listen, go ahead and follow us, like I always say, but you never do. Uh, Citizen
0: Frame <laughs> at underscore podcast and on Facebook. Okay, guys, take care. Bye. See you.